0: OnlineAmmo.com Their mission, your ammunition. Now is the time to stock up if you want the best selection of hard-to-find ammo. Friendly and knowledgeable customer service, quality and selection you can count on, and the ammo you need delivered fast right to your door. OnlineAmmo.com is the real deal. And my buddy Hank Hayes, the VP of OnlineAmmo.com and Master of Firearms Training and Self-Protection wants you to have the code Ship free NOW on all orders over $200. Onlineammo.com is more than just an ammo retailer. They also have optics, accessories, and firearms for sale at Onlineammo.com. Their mission, your ammunition. Onlineammo.com. nothing less than overt acts of aggression against the American people and their rights.
1: Exercise your rights in a safe way. Stupidity
0: to think that someone hell-bent on violating the law against murder will magically be stopped by a gun control law. Politicians that infringe on our God-given rights. He calls them out. He's not here. We are locked and we are loaded on the shooting straight radio podcast. This is the podcast all about firearms, the second amendment, and all things pertaining thereto. And you already know me. I'm Royce, your host, still reeking of gunshot residue, toxic masculinity, and just a tantalizing whiff of the cologne of my people. Hops number nine. Got a, got a great program here for you today, not to mention a fantastic guest and you're not going to want to miss this at all. So make sure you share this podcast around after, of course, you've listened to it. So also, uh, you can catch me at shootingstraightradio.com. At, uh, matter of fact, you can hit me up with an email at Royce at shootingstraightradio.com. Royce at shootingstraightradio.com. If you've got a question, comment, or anything, anything like that you'd like discussed on the program, hit me up there, or you can hit me on the farce book page, the shooting straight radio podcast farce book page. I always answer. I always respond. So hit me up there if you've got a comment or a question about anything. If you'd like first access to all episodes and media content that nobody else gets, hit me up at patreon.com forward slash shooting straight radio podcast and become a patron there. You get some cool merchandise, not to mention first access to media content and to the podcast too. All right, man. I tell you, I'm very pleased to have the guest that I've got on today. And I'll just tell you who he is, and then we're going to bring him aboard. His name is Martin Hyde, and he is running for the District 16 seat for Congress here in Florida. He's running against a man with uh, uh, Roger Stone nicknamed Left Turn Vern Buchanan. And uh, Martin is uh, quite a character. We've had a little bit of time to talk and get to know each other a little bit. We have mutual friends over on the west side of Florida, also, and Mike McGowan. You've been and uh, he's been on Mike McGowan's program there, Front Sight Press. And just so you know a little about a little bit about Martin, Martin uh, came over here across the pond from from the UK, good old Merry England, and. He uh, gained his citizenship here in 2006, and uh, he's a former professional soccer player. Now he'll probably correct me; that's really football. If you know, if you're from the UK, and he's now a successful Florida biz, uh, businessman. He is also Mr. Staunch Second Amendment, and I dare say he might be a de facto colonist by now, too. Like I said, he's running for Congress, District 16 seat in particular, and we're going to bring him on now. Martin Hyde. How are you, my friend?
2: I'm, I'm, I'm great. Thanks very much. And uh, you're quite right. I mean, of course, if I told people I was a professional footballer, they would start asking me if I was a linebacker or whatever. But uh, the rest <laughs> of the world calls soccer football. So uh, I've been here for nearly 25 years. And uh, one of the first things I had to do was recognize that when Oscar Wilde said two nations divided by one language, he was right. Uh, soccer and football, <laughs> tomato, tomato, uh, trunk, boot, uh, hood, bonnet, all of these different things. So, uh, you know, I, and I am—I actually, you said about a columnist. I, I feel like I'm, and, and I say this with due deference because I think it's a respectable position. I'm—I consider myself to be an honorary redneck.
1: <laughs> um, I,
2: you know, when I first came to America. Um, mm-hmm you know like everybody else you know you see the stuff on the television you get a generalized idea of what a country is about and without mm. necessarily understanding the the regional and cultural differences and i'm i'm so glad that i stayed here in the south i can't imagine what it'd be like up there in uh, in the yankee land or god forbid even in uh, california stan oh yeah um, and uh, you know one of the things and we'll talk about that but you know, sometimes people say, well, you know, you're off the boat, you know, how dare you be running for Congress or have an opinion about any of these things. But funny thing is that my father always told me no one values anything that they didn't earn for themselves. Amen. So, you know, I didn't creep over the southern border with a carrier bag full of stuff and ask someone to take care of me. I uh, I came in legally. And uh, when I came in legally, not only did I have to live without the ability to vote, and but still pay taxes for uh, for several years before I could get my citizenship, mm-hmm. I also had to prove that I would be a value to the society. And then on top of that, I had to prove that I understood and knew the Constitution of the United States. And I, I have to say, sad as it might sound, I suspect more than half of the American population couldn't pass that citizenship test, notwithstanding they hadn't been lived there all their lives. so
0: I'm afraid um, you're right, Martin.
2: I I, I love America. I love not so much just the geography and and, and the the wonderful climate that we have down here in Florida. Um, I'm in love with the Constitution. I'm one of those people that believes it's a divine document. I believe it's uh, not a living document. I believe it's alive, Um, but I I don't believe it's uh, something that should be evolving when when they crafted it they knew that the one thing that wouldn't change over the millennia to come was uh, the nature of human people and the nature of the human condition. So yes. uh, when I hear about, well, you know, they couldn't have understood what things would be like in the 21st century, I, you know, with respect, I think they absolutely did. Yes, and sir. Uh, that's why we've got the separations that we've got, and that's why we've got the Bill of Rights that we've got. And and, and it chills me. And, um, again, not to, to pull away from uh, from – you know, your interview, but just to tell people why someone might run for Congress. Mine was a single issue initially, you know, quite frankly, I got better things to do than go up there and deal with the, uh, the swamp in DC. Mm-hmm. But our, con- our, our representative wasn't representing us because he voted with seven other Republicans so-called mm-hmm. on HR eight, which as yep. you know, was a extended background check. And, right. uh, and they always couch it in the same terms. well, wouldn't you want to make sure this? Wouldn't you want to make that? Then, of course, the red flag gun laws. Right. And, and what they're not telling you is where that ends. And I know where that ends. That ends the same way as it ended in Britain after Dunblane and Hungerford, where they took away people's uh, ability to have a gun. And FYI, in Britain, that right you went back to the 15th or 16th century when yes. men of a certain type were required to have uh, weapons to join a militia on demand, mm-hmm. um, but for some reason, you know, people again always do this. They take a apparently simple solution to a much more complicated problem, and they thought that taking guns away would somehow make people safer. When of course uh, it doesn't at all. So, uh, yep. just as an update, that is for your uh, for your listeners in case they're wondering why someone who sounds like me might have an opinion on stuff like that. That's
0: what. I don't care what kind of accent you have. If you're a citizen of this country, my friend, you run for that. Because apparently – the natural-born citizen in that seat now doesn't understand the Constitution quite like you do. And uh, When he voted for that expanded background checks crap, uh, what what some of them may or may not understand is the only way to really truly enforce that is with a total gun registration. And we know what happens after total gun registration. You of all people, Martin, know what, what happens after total gun well, registration. Course,
2: registration is confiscation, yes. and we know that. And, right. and, 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 and frankly, I think they know that. Um, and And I think if they were honest um and just come out and said it, I'd have a little bit more respect for them. I wouldn't agree with them, right, but if somebody was to turn around and say, Listen, I don't think people should have guns outside of the military or outside the security forces. We could disagree with them. We certainly I would vote for them, right, but I could respect that it's when it's done by stealth and and you know I can spot. You know, a leftist and a Democrat from a distance here. Yeah, they got a funny look on their face. Most of them these days are wearing masks. <laughs> it, it's not hard. It's the ones that are hidden. It's these so-called rhinos, Republican and name right. only. Um, and I'm going to say possibly a third of the representatives in D.C. of the Republican Party fall into that category. Yes. Their job it seems to me is to please the establishments up there. Their job is largely to keep their job, which is, you know, typical government, I guess. And that's the irony is that people allegedly join the government to make it better and they make it just the same. It seems like so some kind of poison or cancer. I'm I'm almost concerned that if I was to win, that I might end up like one of them. I don't think I would, but, um, it is extraordinary that, um, that the people go up there and, uh, do so very little, but what they do do is is, is so incredibly arrogant as a representative oh, yeah. of people to then go up there and try to determine what rights we might or might not have. And these are, you know, we 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 can read it back, right? Inalienable rights. Yes. you know, understand what that means. That means that you can't take it away.
0: Right. That's exactly constituted right.
2: Constituted of God in a Judeo-Christian, you know, culture, and again, not to sound like a zealot, um, I just don't understand how anybody can misinterpret or, or double talk that. It's, it's very, very clear, and um, I, my, you know, immediate response when uh, when I saw what Buchanan had done on that was, uh, you know, to, uh, to to simply I made a post and a statement generally that you just earned yourself a primary pal. And this is a guy that's got 250 million He's on eight term, um, unassailed, uh, you know, Victor in, uh, in this district is a red district. So it, it's not really possible for a Republican to lose it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't consider him. a. I don't, it's not a question of Republican or Democrat. I just don't consider him a, 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 a constitutional conservative. And that's, that's the kind of person that I would want to elect to, uh, to Congress. And I believe, is the kind of person that most supporters of the second amendment would prefer to have represented
0: that that is so true martin that is so absolutely true i am sick to death of the r and the d but neither one of those letters means anything to me at all especially when it comes to congress and places like that because they get up there and they form a good old boys club and and, and the money starts pouring into their pockets and you got lobbyists coming up there and greasing their palms with bags full of cash even that's even marco rubio admitted that and next thing you know, the love of money uh, is the root of all evil still. And those guys get corrupted up there. And suddenly they become tone deaf to the rest of us back here that they allegedly represent. And then we have to remind them, as we've been trying to do lately in Tallahassee, that uh, guess what, guys? Constitutional carry is... Um, wait for it constitutional and you guys didn't shouldn't be enacting and enforcing laws that violate the second amendment not not to mention in so doing you're violating the 14th amendment and so on and so forth and so forth but something about them when they get into those halls of government martin it seems they become very tone deaf whenever i've sent an email to marco rubio and to rick scott about particular issues every time i mean the last three times i have received the exact same canned response from marco rubio i kid you not it's like guys at at least at least formulate your letters to you know and make it appear that you're actually listening to me that you actually read my letter okay i read my email but it's 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 galling what we're putting up with up there. It really is. So I, I really hope you take District 16. And um, with that in mind, how's the campaign going?
2: Well, the campaigns before people can place votes are all smoke and mirrors. But it's an interesting point there that you made about Rubio. Of course, he voted for red-black gun laws, completely unconstitutional for our uh, our mm-hmm. military. But... The interesting thing about it that you mentioned there was that the the field offices of senators and of Congress people and, and State House representatives here in Florida, they all provide inept in poor quality responses that if a business did it, they'd be out of business. You know, people yes. said, Well, what would you do if you got to Congress? Well you said, you know, first thing I'd do before I left here would be to fire everybody in the local office and hire some people that understood one basic concept. Service. Service to your customer. Your customer is your constituent, the taxpayers, the citizens of, uh, of your district. And the disregard and disrespect to send you a standard response when these these congressional systems are meant to represent you. You're supposed to have the support of your representative in working the way through the mire of the government. And, and when they, they just... Yeah, they are indifferent to you. They'd much rather that you didn't contact them at all. Mm-hmm. That is galling. And 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 with regard to the constitutional carry there and and the way that ran up through the uh, through the house, somewhat disappointing. You know, um, there's no obligation on the state senate there to be some kind of collegial setup. I I don't know how any of them get elected um, when they won't jump straight on that. The problem with that bill, as you probably know, is that it went through the state house, but it didn't really have a sponsor in the Senate. That was their and, excuse. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, it is an excuse and it's a flat out excuse and it really shouldn't make any difference at all. conservatives on the face of it, but you know, the, uh, the speaker up there is, uh, you know, again, for want of a better term, a major league Rhino yep. and, uh, has uh, been blocking the whole thing. and that um, Sproul's? Yeah. Chris
0: Sproul's, yeah. Sproules, yeah. yeah. And,
1: yeah
2: and, and, you know, this is, you know, Sabatini put that bill up. He's running for Congress there in uh, I-4 corridor and probably will win that seat. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, he's a strong 2A supporter. But mm-hmm. when, you, when you look at it, it just, it's just remarkable to me. In the 67 counties. We've got all these state house seats. And we can't, when we have the majority – not change anything, but just confirm the constitutional rights within the state of Florida. We did pretty good with COVID and uh, not kowtowing to the uh, to the federal government. No one's talking about, uh, you know, wearing uh, holsters on the outside of our jackets. But, you know, with, what have we got about, is it 2.8 million CCW um, holders in uh, Florida? There must be at least three or four or five times as many gun owners Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. in florida and every single one of them i mean the easiest way would be if everybody started doing it there wouldn't be much they could do right um because i'm not quite sure what the charge would be um you know if you had the time and the inclination you should be able to defend it all the way up through the supreme court yes um it's enshrined it's embedded and you know the interesting thing about that and and people don't recognize it enough in sarasota here on New Year's Eve, there was a an incident that, that expanded out of control from uh, someone bumping into somebody to 37 seconds later, uh, a person pulled out a gun and shot someone. Mm-hmm. That can only happen when that person is the only one in the area with a gun. No one's quite so brave or quite so ready mm-hmm. to wave a firearm about if when they pull it out, half a dozen other people say, rock, <laughs> paper, scissors. Um and it, it, it's a safety issue you yeah. know when seconds count what is the quickest that one could expect to have armed law enforcement there to support you way way too late right. for anybody with bad intent that's got a gun in your face so mm-hmm. um i don't think it's practical to say well you can have it in your bedside table you can have it if somebody calls in there are plenty of other circumstances where people might attempt something um some people shoot for sport some people most people i suspect have it there for defence but this idea that you have to do it with one arm tied behind your back when of course criminals are the main ones that we're worried about and they're not constrained by any laws oh exactly um, so um really i don't you know we could yeah you know, people want to talk about it and they talk about oh well, what if everybody was carrying guns well, what if they were? You know, my, my cutlery drawer is full of sharp knives. I don't go out stabbing people. Right? It, it, it's a ridiculous notion that because somebody has something, they're going to use it. <laughs> and I've got a whole bunch of books here. I don't read them all at once. Um, it's, it's a misnomer, but it's an attempt to, to change the identity of, uh, of America. And uh, it's something that the only thing that we can do is to vote these people out. Yes. That's the only thing that we can do. And that is why I'm running. I'm not really running because I want 170 grand a year because it's, you know, it's a lot of work. Costs me three times as much to get elected as it's going to pay in salary. So <laughs> I'm not it's not a good deal in that sense and and this idea that you get rich when you go up there. I'm sure if you would if you hung around but I'm not planning to hang around. I would only do Two terms max, which is four years. You remember when mm-hmm. George Washington was offered the presidency uh, for life, and uh, the first thing he said um, purportedly was, we just got rid of one King George. We don't want another.
0: Right, exactly. And- <laughs> Well, I tell that. you it, it, say something else. He, even uh, the esteemed Davy Crockett was the United States Senator uh, for uh, for the good people of Tennessee, and he made a point uh, at one. He, he made a comment at one point before he went down to Texas, and we know what happened there. Uh, was that he had felt the insidious pull of the power up there in Washington D.C., and he didn't want to. Uh become more corrupted i mean he he was feeling it I forget, I forget the exact quote he used but um it that that's the kind of people of character that we need I,
2: you know i think there's a lot of truth to that and i'll be honest i you know i i've seen that myself you know when you run a small business like i do power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely, absolutely. yep and what one tends to find with one's staff is that, you know, whatever you say they love, whatever you tell them to do, they agree to, and and there comes a certain point where you might imagine that you're omnipotent about everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, the same thing applies to being in D.C. You know, you've got all these staffers, you've got all these people um, asking you your opinion on things. You might very well start to imagine that you your judgment substitutes that of your constituents. But that's a key point, isn't it? Oh, yeah representatives. They're not supposed to be there to, you know, use their genius. They're supposed to be there to remember the old days. I mean, you know, the founding fathers, you know, you went from your farm to Philadelphia or whatever else. You spent a couple of weeks in session, and then you went back and you got on with your life.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: the, the next year you would go back, and each time you'd be there to represent the interests of your constituency, right? Exactly. And yet – That isn't what happens. When Marco Rubio goes to DC, I don't know what he does. Mm -hmm. Um, But I know he hasn't ever done anything for me. Um, and I'm not convinced he's done anything for gun owners in the state of Florida.
0: Oh, he's done something for them, all right, brother. I will tell you that, because the red flag laws he inflicted on us here with the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas Act, uh, he is now trying to force on the entire country up there. We're going to talk more about that when we come back from a really quick commercial break, and we'll talk more to Mr. Martin Hyde, running for the District Seat 16 in Florida. Be right back. Freedom Guns in Rockledge, just north of Rockledge High School on the opposite side of the road, 1255 Florida Avenue, Suite A. You can check them out at freedom-guns.com. And better yet, just stop in there in person and meet Mike and his son Mike and Dennis and the rest of the crew out there. Got a great selection of handguns, long guns, ammunition, accessories, holsters, magazines. What are you looking for? Mike and the boys got you covered out there at Freedom Guns. If you need a nice big Liberty safe to stow all them guns in, well, he offers those too. He's got a floor full of them out there you can look at, and he offers free delivery and installation. Again, check him out at freedom-guns.com. When you stop down there or if you're out of state and you call and maybe order a gun from him and have it shipped to your dealer, make sure you tell him you heard about him on the Shooting Straight Radio podcast.
1: The Shooting Straight Radio Podcast is proudly sponsored in part by the Gun Site in Merritt Island, with a nine-lane, twenty-five-yard indoor shooting range, handgun and machine gun rentals, a fully stocked gun store with plenty of long guns, handguns, ammunition, and accessories to choose from. They're your one-stop shop in Merritt Island for all things necessary to responsibly exercise your Second Amendment right. Check them out at gunsightrange.com or stop by in person at 125 South Banana River Drive and make sure you tell them that you heard about the GunSite on the Shooting Straight radio podcast.
0: Yes, back with Mr. Martin Hyde. He's running for District 16 seat in Florida, trying to unseat left-turn Vern Buchanan, and I certainly hope he does because Uh, this de facto colonist who immigrated here some 20 something years ago, 23 years ago, and became a U.S. citizen in 2006, obviously has more constitutional sense in his little finger than Mr. Buchanan and even Mr. Rubio and the like seem to have. Martin, welcome back to the, back to the program, man. It's been an enjoyable conversation thus far. Looking forward to the rest of it.
2: Absolutely. It, 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 it's always good to uh, to talk to people, agree with you. I mean, what the world was like that? We wouldn't need a government at all, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> if, we were, if we were all centered on the Constitution, uh, our conversations would be a lot more enjoyable. And, you know, unfortunately, we've had the insidious um, – Subversion of communism here in this country, for lack, I mean, let's just call it what it is. I I, I refer to California and New York and Chicago and places like that as communist-occupied territories of the United States. And uh, those those are the areas that have already been disarmed. They've already had their rights crushed. Uh, Like you said, the rights are inalienable. You can't separate the right, but you can through force, through government tyranny, and intimidation and force to keep people from freely exercising those inalienable rights. So um, let, let's talk. Let's talk a little bit first about when you came over here and you started getting into the Constitution and started becoming a. a well, I mean, you weren't obviously a really super strong Second Amendment guy right away. I'm, I'm going to assume is that would that be a fair assessment?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's the whole thing. You know, we all know that the Second Amendment w- was there basically to uphold the First Amendment. And the First Amendment was the nature of America. The whole point why people came Mm -hmm. was uh, that they didn't want to be told who to worship, how to worship, uh, how to talk, and how to behave. So one of the first things that they came up with was was the First Amendment, and then they had to figure out a way how to stop that being stolen away. And uh, they were very direct. It's very clear. We all understand part of the reason that the citizenry has the, uh, the the inalienable right to arm itself is to protect itself against a tyrannical government. Yes. And, and here we are, 240-odd years later, about tyranny, but the, this woke thing is almost as bad. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got indoctrination, um, getting people... Uh, in their heads, that uh, that guns are the uh, the malevolent spirit in our society. When of course it's not. Right. It, it, it's crime that's the uh, the underlying problem, and the underlying crime for uh, problem for crime or with crime is is education, it's poverty, it's aspiration to a limited extent, um, it's government policy, but it's got very little to do with the end product. And they want to again. This is the thing with Congress. They go there. You know, every year they write laws and solutions for problems that don't really exist. You know, this legislation, they write hundreds of pages long in every state and then thousands of pages long in Congress. That's why we've got more than a million lawyers in this country, because you'd need to be a trained lawyer to read the bloody law. Um, Um, But when it comes down to it, the Ten Commandments are relatively simple because that's all you need. And the Bill of Rights... Isn't much longer, you know. It's not terribly complicated. Read, you mm-hmm. read your way through, and every step of it makes sense. You know, you got your First Amendment, your Second Amendment. Think about your Fourth Amendment that's under threat with vaccine mandates and so on and so forth. Right. And then you start talking about due process. You start talking about the Fifth Amendment and the way that they got General Flynn, the way that they got Roger Stone. You know, not for any actual crimes, but for the crime of lying. If you're going to lock people up for lying. We should all be inside.
0: Well, they, they um, should head to Washington and break out all – they should go well, up there well, to Washington with the 500 pairs of handcuffs. Right?
2: <laughs> they lie on spec about everything, and yet they want to be holier than now about lying to Congress. Every one of them lies to Congress every day. So Constitution is really the thing um, as far as I'm concerned. Yes, I, I, I strongly believe I, – I believe that you know pretty much everything – from the NFA onwards, are illegal on their face. It's so just because yes. I can read the constitution, it's very clear, if it's not in there, it's not in there. It's a state right. That's, it's a state issue. That's exactly and, right. Uh, when you start talking about you know, the tax stamp there, it was designed to stop, you know, the Thompson submachine guns, they called Tommy guns and Al Capone, that was what, nineteen thirty four, when two hundred bucks was a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were talking about short barreled rifles and sawn-offs and so on and so forth. But we're in a very different world today. It's really just a question of personal preference or personal choice. There's little to no evidence that the nature of the weapon will affect the way that you use the weapon. Of course. Um, and 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 frankly, it's it's not neither here nor there anyway. Um, until or unless you can get three quarters of the states to ratify it. The Congress hasn't got the right to affect or change the Constitution of the United States. That's what makes America Mm -hmm. worth living in. That's why I came. I didn't come here for the weather. I didn't come here because there was more open space. I mean, these are nice things. And the main reason I came is that in Europe, generally, there's a glass ceiling. And most of that glass ceiling is instituted of class um and law you know in britain we had the magna carta that goes back to the 12th century 13th century but essentially we have a form of common law Mm -hmm. we don't have a bill of rights as such um and government from cradle to grave especially these days throughout europe dictates and runs your life they take all your money in taxes um and that which they don't take they tell you how you can spend it and when you can spend it so Mm -hmm. i like my freedom And that's what I like about America is that our Constitution guarantees us freedom, with one exception, if we give it away. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that I'm frustrated with. And, you know, to me, one of the the saddest things is that we could fix all this stuff if everybody would vote. When Mm -hmm. I run in the primary on August the 23rd, only 30% of the registered Republicans in our district will vote. There's nothing I can do about that. That's just what it is. Even in a general election, unless you're a Democrat, in which case it's more than 100%, but in a general election... Because they're voting two or three times, that's why. (laughs) Well, yeah, because dead people and all that sort of thing. But notwithstanding that, we can fix pretty much anything. Electoral security, everything could be fixed if people would exercise... um, they're, what I think is a civic duty. I mean, I don't necessarily yes, it believe is. that uh, we should obligate people to vote. It's a free country, and obviously that cuts both ways. If they choose not to vote, they choose not to vote. But per the old saying, you can't complain, and you do end up getting the government that you deserve.
0: Yes, you know what's worse than that, Martin? We also we don't just have a duty to vote. A lot of people think their duty ends when they walk out of the voting booth. This is a government of, by, and for the people. And this is something I harp on on this program so many times. We have a duty not just to vote the right people in, but to literally babysit them the entire time they're in office, literally be in contact with them regularly, Uh, remind them of their constitutional duty. Whenever they propose or proffer some law, some bill that runs counter to our rights and will infringe our rights in any way we need to be just bombarding them with contact whether through email phone calls both and i tell people all the time don't you tell me that you would pick up a firearm to defend this country against a marauding government if you can't even pick up a telephone and be in contact with them right now when that's your duty like when mr franklin walked out of that hall in philadelphia so many years ago 240 something Years ago, and the lady asked him, Mr. Franklin, what have you given us? And his response is classic, and I still use it today. A republic, ma'am, if you can keep it. In other words, not if we can, if you, ma'am, the general public can keep it. Doing your duty to vote, doing your duty to be involved with your government, because your government is dead blame sure involved in your life. You return the favor.
2: You know, it's, it's 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 both frustrating and disappointing that I constantly tell people about the voting rights record of various Congress people, whether it be Rubio, whether it be Scott, these sort of faux conservatives that they claim to be, mm-hmm. and then to a more local level, the own congressman here, Buchanan. And when I say to him, "Well, you know," they say, "Well, how do you know he's a rhino? I said, "Well." He was one of three people that voted to stay in the job-killing Paris Climate Accord while Trump was still president. And like, he voted for that. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, well, yeah, he did vote for that. But how don't you know? How do How do I know? Because why, does it, wh- why don't you pick up the newspaper? Why don't you research it? Why don't you look and see what's actually been done on your name? All of that information is out there. Yes. But one of the interesting things about the media is that they sensationalize Trivia, But when it comes down to life-altering legislation, very, very little is ever said. Um, And that's because most of the rules, most of the laws are enacted to look after special interests. Mm -hmm. And you find, well, how did they pass that law? You know, something like, you know, the government isn't allowed to negotiate on the price of uh, pharmaceuticals because of an act in Medicare. Who would agree to not allow by statute the ability to get a deal? Government. Why? Because they got pharmaceutical interests jumping down their throat. No one's ever broached that. 20% of the population, or 20% of the gross profit, the gross domestic product of this country goes on healthcare. And there's an immediate fix for billions of dollars wasted money on Medicare that they won't take. Because significant sums come from the pharmaceutical company yep. as to, uh, to, to to Congress. And the same thing applies to to many of these other things. And people will be sorry because um this gun thing and I come back to that because obviously that's the nature of your show, um, is pervasive. You know, they constantly call it gun violence. Um they, they, they consistently you know talk about mass shootings as if That's a significant statistical likelihood of the end of your life in this country when it's not even remotely, it's not in the top 50, not in the Mm -hmm. top 100 reasons why people might die in this country. I mean, the most common reason people die in this country is because they eat too much.
0: Yep, and medical Um, malpractice. Our doctors are killing people by the scores. I
2: mean, I I could go down (laughs) the list, but I I can tell you for sure it's not mass shootings. And it's certainly nothing to do with... uh, so-called assault weapons or, you know, the nature of semi automatic Everybody that I've met, and I had a lot of people teach me in recent years about safe use of firearms and, uh, and the right types of uh, munitions to, uh, to have, and, and every one of them was absolutely stricter than any teacher I ever had as a kid mm-hmm. about safety. Yes. You know, that was, it wasn't just the first thing. Arguably, it was almost the only thing that yes, they sir. ever talked about. And and when I went to the range with people that I considered to be my friends, they immediately stomp all over me if I was casual or cavalier in any way because they understand the nature of a firearm. right? And they taught that to me. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very important that we educate our kids in that. Yes, Gun sir. safety. Gun Absolutely. safety is very, very important. A res- healthy respect for it. Yep. But along and with that, along a healthy respect for your constitutional right um, and the appropriate way to, uh, to to exercise that, and 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 those are the things that have stuck with me. And again, as a relatively recent convert to uh, to, to firearms and sport of guns and so forth, um, I have a, a, a strong feeling. Um, of how responsible people are around it. Mm-hmm. And and that's why I know that it's a false flag when they talk about uh, people with guns as being dangerous. Frankly, right. people who've never been trained with guns would be dangerous. Mm-hmm. But responsible gun ownership makes America a safer place. And, and if you – we all know the best argument for that is the south side of Chicago. I think, again, yep. this weekend they had four <laughs> dead people. But it's every weekend, right? Yep. It's every weekend. There's four or five dead people, and that's because you've got a bunch of people running around with no respect for life, right? But don't know how to use a gun. That's why they're firing them into a crowd, instead of aiming at the mm-hmm. person that they're actually. Doing. And 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 to what end? The citizens are absolutely terrified. They all run out of their own city. It's the Wild West, but it's got nothing to do with gun laws because they've got some of the tightest gun laws. In the country there, right. but it doesn't stop people who don't listen and have any regard for the law. So around and around we go. And I, I, I it's so important that you guys are on there because even if people aren't necessarily listening to every show, it's important that people get involved and hear this periodically to remind themselves – what we're really up against. Yes. What we're really up against is misinformation um, yep. and a form of indoctrination that tries to tell people that the problem lies with you and I when the problem lies with the inner cities, the problem lies with drugs, the problem lies with uh, a low regard for life, mm-hmm. and, and, and a million and one other things that have got absolutely nothing to do with Remington, which, FYI, what a ridiculous... Uh, thing that was. That was my
0: uh, last podcast, as a matter of fact. I hammered oh, it that was? pretty good and hard, yep, and, and, and broke down the media lies and everything. But in regards well, to f- Go ahead, I'm false sorry.
2: Narrative. No, but it's a false narrative. It is, absolutely. Insurance a false companies copping out this, and they were trying to sell that like this was the beginning of the end, and that somehow now um, exactly. there was causality between firearm manufacturers and, uh, and, and Parkland, which there never, ever was. There never, ever could be. You, nope. know, you know, the peanut butter doesn't follow the fat guy and, and the knife doesn't <laughs> follow the crazy guy in the crowd. And, and, and neither does the gun follow the person that's detached from society. Right. One has nothing to do with the other. Um, and those kinds of people, if you want to use a purgative terms, will always avail themselves of a weapon. There were nearly 400 million guns in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, and no matter what the left want to do or whatever else, unless they want an actual civil war on their hands, they're not going to get many of those guns, nope. which means that they're always going to be available for criminals too.
0: Well, sure. Um, so criminals get, get They get weapons anywhere. I mean, and people talk about only the police need to have guns, and, and, and that way everybody's going to be safe. And then I say, well, there is a place already. There's multiple places throughout the United States where only the police have guns. Everybody is taken care of in a nice welfare state, and yet violence breaks out there and people actually still get guns, and it's called prison, and they well, yeah. knife each other they kill each other with blunt instruments and they actually do create guns out of the most ingenious things and kill each other with them so one of the things i brought out about that podcast with uh well about the alleged remington settlement remington had nothing to do with it was they claimed that the advertising is what what, what drove the shooter to do what he did and my point was number one The shooter is not the one who purchased the gun. Number two proved to me that he actually saw the advertisements you guys were talking about. You couldn't do it. And the attorneys for Remington were actually wanting the case to go to trial because they said, we're going to smoke this thing. And those insurance companies, which apparently have been now been weaponized against our rights, they said, oh, no, we're going to settle for this thing. And I don't well, I don't know what happened behind the scenes, but something certainly states in I, Denmark. I, I have some know?
2: severe doubts. I mean, it was an insurance company taking expeditions mm-hmm. uh, out as far as I, I don't think it sets any kind of precedent other than, you know, it continues to muddy the waters and people start to say, ah, oh, yes, well, of course, Remington settled. And, 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 and that isn't true. Remington, of course, are in bankruptcy. And Remington is essentially just a name now. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as... You know, where we go, you know, I always think about these people that want to take away. That's fine. You know, go and live in Denmark. You, you know, go exactly. and live in one of these states where you can't have one. And then if someone turns up and blows you away, then I don't know what to tell you.
0: It'll Try probably be a government down. agent,
2: right? Call, call, call <laughs> exactly. Call the a, call a social worker. Do whatever you need to do that you think will save you in those circumstances. And these. People that always say, well, I don't need anybody or anything. These are the first people calling 911 Mm -hmm. and wondering why they're not there in a minute and a half. And quite frankly, a minute and a half is exactly a minute and 29 and a half seconds longer than you've got anyway. That's Um, the truth. You know, so (laughs) this idea that uh, somehow that, excuse me, that the government will take care of you is is, is, a, is a is a misnomer. And the, you know, I'm sure that the graveyard's full of people that thought that they were safe.
0: Amen um, to that. I hate to interrupt you real quick. Mark, let's sure. take another quick commercial break, and we'll come right back just to, uh speaking of, time so and we'll be right back with more martin hyde he is the uh the candidate for the district 16 (laughs) seat in florida and i've been enjoying the conversation thus far so come on back we'll enjoy some more with martin hyde
1: want to purchase a brick on the walk of heroes at the american police hall of fame Go to uswalkofheroes.org and enter ROYCE15
2: in the coupon code for 15% off. Want
1: to learn how to be your own first responder? The civilian training classes at the American Police Hall of Fame are designed for just that. Want to support law enforcement training? Contact us at the Hall of Fame.
2: Go to www.halloffamestep.org for more information. The American Police Hall of Fame, proud sponsors of the Shooting Straight Radio Podcast.
1: Hey, everybody. Rock and Rod from Sigerman here.
2: Let's talk about money. You have it and so do I. If you give me money... I can get you guns. If you have guns to get rid of, I can get you money. Got a lot of stuff in stock. Uh, best way to reach me is through the text, which I will give you that number a little bit later on. Got a bunch of inventory: AR, shotguns, tons of handguns, etc. And if you do, like I said, if you got stuff you need to sell, hit me up. We're always looking to acquire nice used guns. We'll even take some ugly ones once in a while. This is Rock and Rod from Sigerman, and you can reach me at five six one. either by voicemail or by text. Take care, everybody.
1: Singerman, godfather of the dirty hippie mafia.
0: And, yes, we're back with more Martin Hyde. Yes, you've heard me say it before. I'll say it again just to keep it fresh in your mind. And if you live in District 16, you this is the guy you need to be voting for if you love and appreciate the Constitution. Uh, and not Mr. Left-Turn-Verne Buchanan, as Mr. Roger Stone called him. So we've been talking about firearms, firearm safety. And what I like was the fact that how you noticed that well, we firearms owners are literally we're the most law abiding demographic in America. And it's been proven even over and above police officers. So when they try to say that we're the problem, I just like no, if we were the problem, you would know it. But, uh, even our mutual friend Mike McGowan and I have trained together on mutual occasions. I'm an instructor also with multiple certifications. And by the way, anytime you're in Brevard County, you are, that's me and you go to the range. Okay. But Absolutely. That, Absolutely. That, that, what was your first gun you bought when you, uh, fr- finally said, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to buy a gun. So, well
2: you know my son my oldest son is a deputy sheriff here so oh, okay uh, I, bought, I, I bought a uh, what they were offering uh, what they had at the time which was uh, a sig nine millimeter um, I then added to it um, I'm left-handed so um slightly different and slightly you know single actions are a little bit difficult for me if uh, if they're right. left-handed so 308 after I got a scope light I got something a little bit different that was left-handed I get a pump action 12 gauge because uh, I just love that sound. And of course, I have an AR 15.
0: <laughs> oh, um, an evil black I, rifle. What, so, uh, when you first like picked to, that rifle like up, to Martin, say did that you? It
2: dri- drives them nuts.
0: <laughs> when you first picked up that AR 15, did you feel that evil spirit emanating from the barrel and, 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 and uh, creating this Sven like hold over you and, and trying to goad you into going into a supermarket and hosing people down?
2: You know, that's a funny thing, isn't it? You know, um, absolutely not. You know, the interesting thing, and we talked about that with safety, I have a a tremendous fear of uh, doing the wrong thing Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, a a very healthy regard and respect. And, you know, one of the first things that we're all told and and, and drilled into us Mm -hmm. um, is that you don't aim at something you don't want to kill. Yes, sir. Um, And. I'm strongly cognizant of that. So the only thing I aim at is targets on a range. I don't play with guns. I don't fantasize about uh, things. I mean, uh, uh, as far as I'm concerned, the only time you'll be at the business end of this is if you've put yourself in that situation. And under those circumstances, whilst I may not be a fantastic marksman, which I'm sure you are, within the confines of my own house, you're probably going home in the proverbial body bag. And, and that's mm-hmm. that's why I have it. I mean, the AR... Um, to be honest, I think it's a wonderful piece of equipment. Uh-huh. Um, I think the technology is great. I think it's made it, uh, again, for want of a, a better term, fun. Um, a lot of people can have uh, good fun at the range uh, with uh, with those. Um, but within reason, you know, none of us are planning to walk down uh, Main Street with it. Um, and, uh, you know, as far as you know, walking around a concern. My, uh, my SIG is, uh, is about the right shape and size for me. Um, and, uh, I, I, again, I deferred to people with greater knowledge than me. Obviously, my son had been <laughs> trained on shooting. He, he now is bum disposal. So he works for the FBI too. So he's wow. got a good understanding of, uh, of guns, um, and firearms. And I, I'm, I'm grateful that I have a lot of people around me, um, that uh that that understand the uh that the subject have more history in it than me and I defer to them and uh but uh you know I you no, know, I mean, there's a little bit of me. I mean, like every one of us, right? I mean, it's it's still sort of cool. Um, but um, well,
0: yeah, I mean, you came from UK where you were there when they were banned, and now you're coming to America, and you, I, I, I can only imagine there was just a small feeling of elation of well, freedom, no, freedom when you no, when you picked your first gun up, you know.
2: I know absolutely freedom. <laughs> it was a remarkable thing. You know, my my British friends, such as they are, that I still had i i you know a completely nonplussed. what do you mean you bought an a you know they don't even really know what an a r fifteen is, but you know they see this picture of me standing there holding this you know fairly effective piece of uh uh you know weaponry, and they're like oh, my god what what is that and I said, well you know it's it's what we're allowed to have but you know, the, the Dunblane and the Hungerford thing. Hungerford was a, a guy, again, typically, and they always are, right? This was a guy that lived with his mother. Uh, I think his name was Michael Ryan. Right. That, you know, finally broke and snapped and decided to go in and uh, go out again, for want of a better term, with a bang. And he took a, a bunch of people with him and immediately the government a bit like they did here with parkland you know grabs together and you know all faux tears in front of the cameras we got to do something about it we got to get the guns away from people and all this happened you know in london the most likely way for things to happen to you in london which is historically a fairly safe city is that now um stabbing yes the uh, the most likely way to get hurt in london and it's not Isolated, um, and uh, you know, terrifying the idea yeah. uh, of that. Now, there were never lots of British people, you know, walking around with uh, with guns. Frankly, it wasn't you know part of the uh, the culture. But we did have you know a, a, a strong um, sporting uh, thing with hunting and so on and so forth. All of which was been kiboshed, mm-hmm. um, killed a complete industry, <laughs> um, and and to what end? You know, as far as I'm aware, about the same amount of people die every year, just the same. Mm -hmm. Um, But in a small way, there's people who are going to die every year in Britain and in other countries because they don't have the ability to defend themselves against somebody that does. And uh, that's unconscionable. And uh, it doesn't make any sense. It's bad governance. It's a bad law. And and it's really no different to me turning around to you and telling you what you should eat for dinner um, right. Or what you should watch on television. Um, these are freedoms. And uh, this is something which just gnaws at me.
1: Oh, this yeah.
2: is America. This is the f- land of the free. Yes. and uh, But only for as long as you completely demand it. Yep. The minute you turn around and say, well, subject to your <laughs> yeah, acceptance... Then it's over. Right. And, if it please uh, the crown,
0: may I exercise yeah, exactly. the right I was yeah. born with?
2: Would, 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 would you mind awfully if, if I didn't die today? Mm-hmm. No. That's, an, again, back to inalienable human right. right. And uh, we're one of the few countries that still has it enshrined. Um, and, you know, I'm putting myself out here. I've been on a campaign trail for nearly a year, another nearly six months to go. Really, and quite genuinely, and it sounds awfully trite, but I'm doing this because I want my kids and my grandkids to have the same rights that I had when I came to this country. Exactly. Because I don't think they'll disappear overnight. But I think if you and I, who may, I don't know how old you are, but I have less road in front of me than I've got behind me. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to think that when I'm gone, this country will no longer be the great experiment that uh, that uh, and 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 the greatest outcome yes. uh, in the history of civilization, um, because we gave it away. Every great civilization destroys itself: the Greeks, the Romans, the British, the Dutch, they, the French, the Spanish. They all did it to themselves. Yes, and America stands at that risk in lots of ways.
0: Um, yes, sir. In many a, ways,
2: to a, but to a limited extent, by fiddling with what is our greatest asset which is that constitution.
0: Mm-hmm. That is very true. And it had been fooled with. And unfortunately, people in high places and elected uh, elected offices, they forget that that bill of rights is pretty much a supreme restraining order. It tells them you may not do this. And they say, well, OK, well, yes, I'm pro Second Amendment, but we need this law over here. Now, there is no but in the Second Amendment. And one of the things that I've harped on constantly, the word arms in the Second Amendment, that is a word that spans time. They try to say that, well, they only meant muzzle-loading muskets. No, the word arms means arms for war. And the whole purpose behind the Second Amendment being the people were never to be left to the mercy of a tyrannical government. And if that's the case, well, I, I put it like this. If you're going to go out in the woods and you might be facing the threat of a bear, you would take the appropriate gun to drop a bear who might be charging you. If you are going hunting for a particular type of animal, you take the appropriate weaponry for it. You take also and you you purchase, you own, and you train with whatever weapons are appropriate to affect a robust defense against even your own government. And so when they say, well, these weapons of war don't belong on our streets, I say, that's right. They belong in our homes. They belong in our safes. And I pray to God they never have to be in our hands to be used defensively against our own government. But if that does come, we have every stinking right in the world to have those things and defend ourselves. We are not required to be victims in waiting for a tyrannical government any more than the entire society uh, or, or a gun-free school zone is required to be victims-in-waiting in spite of what law has been passed along those lines. So, No way.
2: Well, it's funny you should say that because if they, anyone goes to uh, my uh, website, electmartinhyde.com, about two, a couple of weeks ago, Joe Biden was in New York saying no amendment is absolute. And uh, then he went on to say, you know, you can't go and buy a cannon. And so what we did <laughs> is uh, we went and uh, we got a cannon. And, uh, cause of course you can have one. So, uh, we went and got a can and we rolled the film of Joe saying, no amendments, absolutely. You can't have a can. And then I fired the cannon. <laughs> and, uh, as you say, horses for courses, you know, no, if, that's uh, correct. if it's somebody turns up at my house, then a the nine millimeter will do the trick. Mm-hmm. Um, if I've got somebody on the other end, that's, uh, has got 50 caliber, then I might need something with a bit more poke. Well, the sure. bottom line is, um, Who's going to determine how I'm going to run my life? And the answer to that for every American should be me.
1: And exactly. Me alone.
2: Um, and that—that that is the bottom line. You know, it's not terribly complicated. I don't think of myself as a terribly sophisticated person. I don't think you need to be. I think if someone has to explain it to you, it's too complicated. Mm-hmm. It's really very simple. You're born free and you should die free and you mm-hmm. should live free in the middle. And uh, as far as the right to defend oneself is about as basic as the right to breathe. And anytime anybody starts to waver on that, anybody says, well, under certain circumstances, maybe not, then they can go and stand at the business end of a gun and take the bullet for me. As far as I'm concerned, you know, we saw Waco, we saw Ruby Ridge. They're terrible outcomes based on a government overreach. You know, I I wrote this article the other week about – abolishing the ATF, and I'd made that joke that a lot of people have, you know, it'd be fine as a convenience store, you know, I'd go there all the time, you know, alcohol, tobacco, I'd fire, I'm the sure. place to stop on the way home, but <laughs> we don't need it, and, uh, and it's instituted for the benefit of government, I mean, and it's a ridiculous notion, you know, the government takes away your God-given rights, and then sells them back to you.
0: Exactly. You know,
2: I'll sell you a tax stamp so that uh, you can have a suppressor. I will sell you a tax stamp so that you can have a shorter uh, barrel. It's nonsense. Absolute nonsense. It's nonsense um, because
0: put, forcing people to get tax stamps did, never did stop Al Capone and the rest of them from buying and, and, att- and obtaining those Tommy guns and all the other guns they thought they were going to keep out of their hands, all they did then was steal them. I mean, that's ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah,
2: absolutely ridiculous. But again, this is the problem with with politicians. They will try to tell you that simple solutions to complex problems always exist, and they don't. That's correct. Um, You know, you want to lose some weight, sure. Eat a bit less and exercise more. That's a fairly simple solution. But when you start talking about the human condition, it's complicated, Mm -hmm. Um, and it's really got very little to do with the behavior. You've got to look at the underlying circumstance and cause. And there's good and bad in everybody. And there's good and bad in every society. Um, and I don't know that I have to negotiate or discuss with somebody why they're feeling that particular way um, while they have uh, evil intent in their heart. I need to be able to make sure that I and the people that I care about are safe first. So uh, mm-hmm. before we call a social worker. So, uh, yeah, this is a big part of uh, you know what I think America is about. This is why I'm running. But uh, like I said, I, I don't want to bang on about the same thing the whole time. It is fairly evident to me. It, it's fairly straightforward. And uh, I'm hopeful um, that enough people understand that what we're talking about is important.
1: Very you know, much this isn't so. Some,
2: because what do you ever hear? Who's responsible for this? How did this happen? And nobody will put their hand up and say, Oh, I did it, right? Everyone said, well, it wasn't me. It's every one of us that stands by and does nothing Mm -hmm. that allows the tyranny to take place. Yes, sir. There's no way that they can take away your constitutional rights if at the uh, the ballot box you say no. And uh, it's not a question of saying no to the obvious, you know, Bernie Sanders types, the Nancy Pelosi's. It's a question of saying no to the rhinos, the Marco Rubio's the uh, Mitch McConnell's, the Kevin McCarthy's, and to an extent, like I said, my opponent left Verne, Vern Buchanan, these are the people we have to say no to because these are the true Trojan horses. These are the people that would, in the spirit of playing nice, risk your future and your life. Yes, and not sir. just my future and my life, that of future generations.
0: Yes. Um,
2: because once a right's taken away, it's gone forever,
0: unless you're ready. And, to, unless you're ready to fight for it, and then it's going to be a long, drawn out war. Unfortunately, you're going to fight
2: for it with what? Once they, have like you said, you're, you once know, you're talk disarmed,
0: about
1: <laughs> yeah. registration
2: and confiscation. What are you going to fight with? That's the whole idea. That's the long plan, right? right? I mean, if you can emasculate your people, look at Australia. You know, people used to say to me. What part of Australia are you from? Because my accent to casual observer might sound Australian. I always used to say Sydney because it was cool, right? Crocodile, Dundee, all that. Now I'm embarrassed. I immediately say I'm nowhere near that. I'm 12,000 miles away. I was from London because they've become emasculated. Yes. Um, And it started a long time ago. We know what Castro did. We know what Stalin did. We know what Hitler did. Um, but we also know what happened in Australia and New Zealand and mm-hmm. in other countries of the world. And now in and,
0: Canada, we're seeing it happen, uh, the, the government Canada, becoming I mean, oppressive. There's,
2: a, there's an example, you know, they're turning on their own people and turning their police on people that have an absolute right to congregate in. Yeah. You know, and we're going to have an emergency powers act. Try that in America. You might have a different outcome.
0: Oh, yes, in, Absolutely. But,
2: but, but if you try it in Canada, where nobody has the right to, uh, to bear arms or whatever else, then, then they are a massive disadvantage. I would love to see that trucker convoy take off in this country. And not because I want to see huge disruption, but because, you know, Jimmy Hoffa was right. You know, if it, if you got it, it came on a truck. If mm-hmm. the truckers decided en masse that uh, they're going to take it, uh, to the government, there would be little to nothing the government could do about it. Oh, they'd and be if a they force started to be recognized. To, to pull that nonsense that they pulled in Ottawa, um, in, uh, in other parts of the United States, that could turn ugly real quick.
1: Oh, And I'm yeah.
2: not, I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm saying is that's a real possibility. And, you know, it doesn't have to come to that. They just have to respect us. They're 435 members of Congress, 100 in the Senate. That's 533 of what? 330-odd million people. Who the hell do they think they are
0: exactly. to tell
2: us which end is up? And uh, I, I would like to hear more people think like that and talk like that. Up to me, I wouldn't go to Congress at all. If other people would feel the same way and do the right thing, I'd just sit home and watch it on C-SPAN. But I'm not feeling it. I'm not seeing it. And so it's that old thing, you know, if not me, then who? So I'm taking a swing at it. We'll see how that plays out. Um, But to your listeners, whoever they are, wherever they are, I would just implore them, take it from me. If you don't want to spend 18 months on the campaign trail and a significant chunk of your, uh, your personal resources to do it, then at least stand up and back somebody who will.
0: Yes. Well, you know, there's list. I actually have listeners in your old home country in the UK. Uh, this, this program is downloaded in 19 different countries and 35 different states here in America and well over 550 cities now. It's just, it's exploding. Uh, one point I want to make real quick, just to throw this in while just to backtrack just a hair was I've been asked before, well, why would you ever need a 50 caliber machine gun or even a 50 caliber Barrett rifle. And I'll, my answer is always the same. Number one, it's not the bill of needs. Number two. Did you see Venezuela recently where armored personnel carriers were running over people in the streets? Sure. That's why I want a 50 caliber Barrett so I can blast through that armor and take out that scumbag who has become essentially just a state, a state sanctioned murderer at that point. And that guy needs to be taken down. And I remind them, you could talk about all the gun deaths here in America all you want. But I will tell you right now, just with the communist totalitarians alone in the 20th century, they killed over a 100 million people that we know of. And so they are far more deadly than the criminals in low places. I want to be armed against the criminals in high places. The ones that get uh, that seem to be infected with delusions of divinity at some point, much like the Caesars did when they had too much power and start thinking they're above us. And we just need to shut up and sit down and take it. And and, and we'll let you know what rights you can freely exercise or not. Uh, that's not the way it works here in the good old U.S. of A.
2: Well, look at look at your history. Look at those awful movies there, where uh, they had Jews digging their own graves, and then they look yes. up and they just shoot them all. Right? Um, that doesn't happen. Uh, the ghettos uh, don't happen. Hitler doesn't happen if they haven't first taken. The guns. The second thing, of course, they do is they take over the media, which has largely happened in this country, which is why your kind of uh, thing is so vitally important because Mm -hmm. uh, censorship is uh, pervasive everywhere now. Um, But when it comes uh, full circle, um, and when you're looking at it in the final analysis, history always repeats itself. Yes, it does. The human condition is what it is, and. I need to be sure that, uh, if we're playing cards that, uh, that I have the same opportunity to pull an ace that you do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that means that, uh, like I said, we got a deck of cards. There's 52 cards in it. That's fine. But if, uh, if I give you 47 of them and I got to hold all the twos, that's no good at all. So that's right. I, the idea that, you know, my dad always told me fair is a four letter word. Um, uh, because, you know, life's not always fair. That's right. Trust is earned, Mm -hmm. and uh, anybody that trusts blindly usually comes off badly. Very Um, true. I am fine with assuming that you have good intent, Um, but uh, just the same as I have insurance, even though I don't expect my house to burn down, um, I'm going to make sure that that I have something here uh, just in case you're not as good as your word. And uh, that is what is the key here that is the crux of it mm-hmm. um if i know that i can defend myself i can be free I, I can express myself if i know i can't be uh persecuted for my religious beliefs if i know i can uh, within reason live my life so long as it doesn't impact on anybody else in the way that i choose that is what is america and that's what makes us so much better you know i was at bernie sanders was talking about denmark He should go live there Yes. socialized medicine seventy percent taxes um, and from cradle to grave, somebody else telling you how things are going to turn out mm-hmm. that's not my idea of freedom no sure um, and uh, that's why uh, you know it's it's as much of a as a reminder for all the listeners and especially people listening in other countries, they might not quite grasp or understand what we're talking about here what we're talking about is a lesson in humanity for the world not just a question of whether i in southwest florida uh have a a small arsenal Mm -hmm. um it's it's about making sure that people understand the distinction uh that makes the difference the choices that we are and have the ability to make
1: Mm -hmm. um
2: so uh uh, yeah congratulations there all those cities all those countries it's 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 a remarkable idea that uh, anybody would be listening to a uh, little old me back in britain waxing <laughs> on about guns they'll be like well, what is what's this guy talking about but um
0: yeah well i'll tell you what martin um Oh, uh, we gonna probably wrap it up here in a couple of minutes. But first, Absolutely. I want to get I would like to get your promise that you will be back on the program again, especially as we get closer to the election. I definitely would love to have have you back on and give you as much exposure as possible so that you do win that seat there in District 16. I think you'd be perfect for it. Uh, I, I really, really appreciate your grasp of the Constitution. And it's just an absolute shame. That it took someone from across the pond to come over here and 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 teach us about our own constitution, but it's it you you've done a remarkable job in grasping it, my friend. And uh, obviously, you've got the freedom bug, so welcome oh, I, to America, I, 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 brother.
2: I I, 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 and I appreciate that a little late, uh, but um, I, I, I'm absolutely I'm so grateful to be an American. I'm grateful to every American that built this country so that I could be here. Amen. Um, I speak like any other new immigrant or relatively new immigrant. I'm so proud to have an American passport. I'm so proud to, uh, to be able to wear a stars and stripes on the lapel of, uh, my, uh, my coat, wherever I go. And, uh, I just want to make sure that we preserve it for generations to, uh, to come. So yep. absolutely. I'll come back on if, uh, if you, uh, if you, if you want me to, uh, any uh, yes point in the, uh, in the future. I would love And, to. uh, I just wanted to uh, to thank you all for your time and say, uh, God bless you. God bless America.
0: Well, Martin, i tell you what, just as proud as you are to wear the stars and stripes on your lapel, we are very proud to have you here as our fellow citizen. And um, I, I hope I get to meet you sometime and we get to shoot.
2: Oh, absolutely. I look forward to it. Thanks so All
0: much. Right. If you would stay on the phone just a few minutes after we close the show, Martin, I just want to catch up with you real quick and then I'll let you sure. go. I promise. All right. Of
1: course.
0: Of course. OK, well, uh, you heard the man. I tell you what, if you don't, it, it's a it's sad that it takes somebody from across the pond to come uh, and, and be more educated than many of our fellow Americans. But I, I am very honored To have had Mr. Martin Hyde on the program He is a fine American And looking forward to having him back on again I know you've enjoyed him And I certainly have too But this is going to do it for this episode Of the Shooting Straight Radio Podcast So you know what I'm going to say now, right? That's right, keep your head on a swivel Keep your gun loaded Keep it on your person And never forget that incoming rounds Always have the right of way Royce out So turn it on